second episode of the traveling athlete what's up david oh not much i'm just winding down for bed here on the east coast tonight i always forget about that time difference is the sun um, still up no it's it's dark here now um i think it gets darker in like 6 30 here now about to roll about that clock it's about to get real depressing daylight savings time honestly can't wait for that hour of sleep though Uh, you're on that island alone right there man what do you mean (laughs) I don't know I like it when it's when it's light later I could oh yeah no don't get me wrong but like that hour of sleep coming up this weekend is it's this weekend yeah, daylight savings time is Saturday, Sunday. Oh, man. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Talk for a future podcast episode. Oh, sleep, yeah. Shit. I need, definitely need more of that. Um, all right, today, what are we talking about? We're talking about the growth of golf through COVID. I mean, it's been – every golf course I go to now is always packed. Yeah, I caddied for somebody this past weekend, and they just got into golf the past year because of COVID. Said all of his friends started picking it up, and it was one of the few outdoor activities you could do with with friends and other people. So I can see how it got big over time, or over a short period of time. Yeah, I mean, I had I had a few friends out here pick it up, and they're always hitting me up or sending me pictures of them on a golf course and it blows my mind that they're into golf now. I'm just like, what, where was this energy three years ago, man? Yep. Yeah. But, um, this is definitely one of the more exponential growths. Um, because how about the history of golf though? Like the growth of it, I'd say the first big boom really came with Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he was definitely one of the cooler, older players. I mean, I don't really know much about that back that far. But, I mean, obviously the most significant one was Tiger. Yeah, for sure. We're going to cover him a lot. The yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Palmer started it and then – you know, like back when he played, there was only like 10, 10 really competitive players. Compared to now, it's everyone in the field is basically, you know, in the hunt to win going into that week. I, mean, I, feel, I feel like there's a new winner. There's a new winner every week. How, how many times has someone won back-to-back since Tiger did it? It's been a while. I mean, there, Palmer, there's been a handful Jack. of guys that get hot and they'll win two weeks in a row. <laughs> maybe like three out of four weeks, something like that. But, yeah, it, you, you're starting to see that less and less. I mean, guys just blitzing it for two weeks and maybe not even winning those weeks, but they're just playing good golf. A lot of good golfers in the in the world now. I mean, what's Tiger ranked? Do you know? I mean, is he top 50? I mean, before his injury, I'm pretty sure he's had to be – top 20 but then when he got in that car wreck he obviously i mean there's been golf that's been played but i'm sure he would have been a a rider cup pick this year just because you know because he's tiger well yep and he's been playing well and i mean who knows what would have happened if he didn't get in but i mean dude the the tiger thing like the way he changed golf was i mean we're direct Influences, yeah, direct influences. I mean, he was the reason I started playing. Like he, I didn't play golf till like my freshman year of high school, because I just didn't really care. You know, I was just playing baseball and hockey. And then me and my dad watched Tiger a bunch, and yeah, you just fall in love with the guy and how polarizing he is. I mean, it's it's crazy what what he did for the game, not only with the game of golf, but with fitness along with it. Yeah. I mean, that's – I don't know how you started, but Tiger's the main reason I started. He was one of them. I mean, I, I had my cousin, Brett Weber. Oh, that's right. He was on tour for 
dozen years and uh, about to get onto the Champions Tour, I think, uh, in 2023. So, wish him the best. But, yeah, I mean, he and Tiger. I mean, I like to think Brett is, like, my blood. And, like, I had the Wetterick name associated with on with being on tour. And so, that kind of <clears throat> kept me super intrigued with the game of golf and how it worked. And his success definitely influenced me. But, like, Tiger Tiger made golf cool. Like, he would do such cool things on and off the golf course. Um, lots of commercials, too. Do you remember those uh, Nike commercials he first did with uh, Golf Is Not Hard? I mean, yeah. I them on YouTube a bunch when I was in college, too. I, there, yeah. was, there was definitely a... Uh, obsession with tiger that i had for a long time yeah i mean when you when you make something that's like kind of dorky and like you know like it's just like a fat white guy sport into an actual athletic thing it, it, it could i mean it could bring anyone to the game i mean look at everyone now like like dj brooks even justin thomas um all those guys are just they kind of are down that tiger path with with everything. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy how that how all that worked out and how now kind of what we talked about last time how saturated golf is. I mean, along with Tiger and now COVID, because since you that was the only thing you could do during all this. I mean, it was the only thing I did when we shut down here in LA. Like I would just walk my golf course every day and the longer the shutdown lasted, the more people would come out. And now my, my golf course is like the country club I belong to. It is so packed all the time. I mean, it's Monday today. And I was kind of telling you earlier how I couldn't even, I couldn't even um, find an open spot on the course today. And it's Monday. Yeah. Got to go early as early as you can to get, out and have a good pace pretty much now especially on public courses but uh it's still a good thing that it's becoming more and more popular i'd say yeah COVID's definitely attributing that and also i think the idea of a private club and a country club that aspect is kind of going away like i think of the wolf of wall street like a delinquent like jordan belfort going to the country club to make a call and someone like him being part of uh part of like the golf i or like the idea of golf um yeah just other stuff like that is like coming out with like movies like happy gilmore and just getting the reach of golf out further and further. And like another perfect example is a uh, Malbon golf, like a skateboard influence coming into the game of golf as well, too. Like what they what Steven Malbon's doing is freaking great out in the West coast. Yeah. I've seen, I see his stuff everywhere out here. <clears throat> I mean, there's a bunch of those startups now. I mean, how many, I feel like I've talked and, and met a bunch of people who have started their own golf brand. And even that's getting like pretty ridiculous. Cause it, instead of wearing like khaki pants and like a baggy collared shirt, everything's looking more athletic and more like, you know, kind of sexy. And it's just, it's just kind of crazy where the, where the game is. Sexy, Michael. Super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, you're God. right. It is sexy. <laughs> but yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, the, well, the stigma of the whole, before I get into like the whole social media thing, like the stigma of like a country club. I mean, growing up, we were both fortunate enough to, uh, be members at a golf club and and a lot of the guys on our teams in high school and even college were weren't you know country club members 
it, it was kind of like a, a status thing or, you know, kind of something that someone would join to basically be like, Hey, I'm flexing here. I'm a, I'm a member at this golf course. I'm a member at heritage club or clover nook or four bridges, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, well, four bridges is kind of like a public course, but we don't have to get into that. Um, and now, now I feel like everyone who graduated from school, they immediately join the closest country club that they live next to and they play golf all the time. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's a lot of deals now and it's pretty affordable, especially if you're going to play every day and you're, you don't want to spend $50 a day to play some public track. So you don't get those junior rates. <laughs> I forgot about those like $17 to play 18 holes. Oh, as a, as a high school kid. Yeah, that was yeah, like, the thing, nice. thing about that now is pretty crazy because, I mean, every public course out here, unless it's, like, really bad, is at least 60 bucks. It's just gr- it's just grown so much. And obviously Tiger was a huge influence. And then social media, you see so – I mean, I do a lot of social media stuff. I mean, there's so many people doing it and – it's anywhere from who is a pro to just a casual player to like just some girl who, you know, looks good in golf clothes. You just get a bunch of follows and then all these, all these uh, companies just kind of throw their stuff at them. Like, Hey, wear this in your posts. I know a lot of guys are going to reach out and probably buy some products. <laughs> we know a few of those. So yeah, most stuff. You want to know a guilty, <clears throat> a guilty uh, secret of mine? Oh boy. I have not really been on social media that much to notice that. Really? Uh, I check it here and there, and like I'll I'll spend about five to ten minutes on it, like morning and then lunchtime, and probably like once at night. But yeah, like I I haven't been on it too much of recent. I mean, that's pretty healthy. You get uh, <laughs> pretty wild. I mean, if you ever look at the comments in some of my videos, it's just like some people just want to watch the world burn. But, I mean, social media has been huge, man. I mean, I've worked with a bunch of companies through social media just either posting about their stuff or meeting them, at, meeting them either at a tournament I'm playing in or uh, the PGA show in Orlando. Yeah, like Stroke Skin Customs, that's – I guess it's called Stroke Skating Golf now, but they've helped. They've I've worked with them a lot, and just a lot of cool people in the world, and a lot of cool people who want to, you know, grow the game. And then you have uh, I don't know the most followed quote unquote professional golfer is Paige Spranick, and she doesn't even play on the LPGA Tour. She's just a hot girl who has a pretty good golf swing. I mean, you definitely you definitely know of her. So, I, I don't know. I saw that she was the most followed golfer or professional golfer out of anyone else, and that kind of blew many, my mind. How many does she have? How many followers? Uh, I think it's like somewhere around 3 million. Let me check really quick. But it's just kind of – I mean, it, it does not surprise me. Like, does it surprise you? No. Yeah, exactly. It's three point two million. Good on her for doing her thing. But how many does Tiger Woods have? Tiger, uh, I mean, Tiger doesn't really post that much. I'm sure. I'm sure when he social media was out when he was like in his prime. I mean, he's two point seven million. <laughs> and he doesn't even post that much. If if Twitter and Instagram was out when he was coming up, he would. He probably have just as many as LeBron. I mean, he's like one of those, again, polarizing, polarizing guys that, you know, just got, got the influence of everyone. So you mentioned Malbon. Do you, do you know of any other companies or support any other companies that well, are trying to grow the game in a different way? Well, another West Coast influence, the shirt I'm wearing right now that says, make par, not war, uh, links all. Okay. So that's that's a company that's kind of going against the grain of what traditional golf is. I mean, even 
just the idea of wearing Air Maxes that have golf bottoms, golf traction on the bottom. Um, that that's just bringing a different kind of market to the game of golf, a different kind of person, um, which is great. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, I'd, I'd love to wear a pair of Air Maxes to the golf course. or And then the next day, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm in some G4s or some Dry Joy Premieres, you know? I mean. So so if you're – so what kind of golfer do you dress as? Do you dress as more of a uh, uh, okay, traditional so or are you more like I'm going to start wearing some joggers to the course and maybe like have my shirt untucked and – you know, no, I'm not. I'm not there with the joggers. Um, I mean, if someone gave them to me, maybe, but I'm not gonna <laughs> go buy some or like go out of my way to ask for them. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I would say if I'm wearing shorts, I'll untuck my shirt maybe one out of ten times. Or if it's, I'm just trying to have like a relaxed time or I'll like go out and play like an afternoon or a late, a late loop of holes in my backyard. Um, I'm not going to say where, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll maybe have like shorts and a t-shirt on or I'll go to a chip and putt and wear shorts and a t-shirt. I mean, I like yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I don't care. Like whatever whatever the moment fits for. But like most, most of the time, I'd say 99% of the time I got my, I got some nice shorts and like a nice fitting polo. Haven't gotten a blade collar yet though. Used to wear the mocks back in the day. I had a, I had a couple mocks. I did too. I have to admit my dad loved the mocks. I just can't do it. It's too much. I mean, it kind of feels weird. I mean, I'm more yeah. of like an unbuttoned, like I'm I'm with you on the shorts and untucked shirt. If I'm at, if I'm somewhere that's not like super nice, like my course or or like yeah. a public course, I'll wear you know golf shorts and an untucked uh, polo. But like once the pants come on, you're tucking that in. You're looking clean as possible. Yeah, tasteful attire. Agree. Yeah, exa- exactly. You can't be you can't nice be sloppy with it. But there's nothing better than practicing in gym in gym clothes, in my opinion. Just you know, loose, loose, and you know, relaxing day. Uh, I I definitely don't wear golf clothes to some like of these public ranges out here. If I'm just hitting balls, you know. But I'm all about I'm all about the hoodie on the course. Like when people were were talking about that, I was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? It looks kind of cool. I mean, the game's game's changing. You want to wear what you were wearing in the '90s? Dude, I'll tell you, there have been times where a hood has totally been necessary on the golf. Oh, how about all of college golf? Yes. You need that sometimes, man. I mean, dude, in college, we would play – we were playing a tournament in Memphis in March, and it started snowing, snowing on the 36-hole day. And, like, our coach was in the clubhouse. Like, he'd come out every now and then. But no coaches out on the course. If you hit, if you hit a shot thin, you aren't, you're not feeling that hand the rest of the day. <laughs> like, it's done. Done. And you're, you have, like, three or four layers on. Like, basically can only t- take a half swing. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, like, 10 over par was top 10. It was... I mean, the weather was horrible, and I would have loved a hood back then. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just like, what, what are we doing? Like, at some point, we kind of have to get with the times. I'm all about, I'm all about tradition, but. It'd be cool just to be able to, like, down. bring to the course whatever you customize in, like, the video games. So, like, Golden Tee Golf and Tiger Woods. Like, <laughs> you want to dress as an astronaut, dress as a freaking astronaut. Go to, go to a public course, man. You'll see a lot of that shit. It's. It's pretty astronauts? funny what some people bring out. Well, not astronauts, but you know what I mean. <laughs> some some crazy clothes, but yeah, I mean it's that. I mean that's changed. Like the whole 
fashion of golf has changed and I, th- I think it's been a lot of Instagram and a lot of uh, younger people getting in the game. Cause I mean, even after, after college, a, a bunch of my friends who never played golf started playing golf. Um, and now it's popular to, to work out and be like super fit when you play. I mean, I know you enjoy your workouts and now you're doing yoga and yoga is probably one of the best things you can do for golf. So, so what do you usually, so like when, when it comes to your workout routine, what do you usually do? I haven't really been in the gym. Like I haven't been going to a gym ever since the pandemic. I've been doing just home workouts and just really deepening my yoga practice. But uh, really cool things I've done is like started setting goals for myself. Like this past month for the month of October, uh, I wanted to do 3000 pushups, sit-ups and squats um, can be variations and in, in the ab and uh, leg sequences. So I mixed it up a bit, but um, yeah. So in total, like 9,000 reps and, and uh, yeah, I busted that out. So, that's oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kinda... In what amount of time? Uh, 31 days. October oh, okay. 1st to 31st. I was about to say, you're trying to do that shit in one day? Oh, yeah, one day. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, David, that'd be David Goggins could do it. Maybe. Oh, man, that guy. I would not doubt that at all. But, yeah, yeah man, that's good. Um, it, honestly, just stretching and doing some kind of – core and I mean yoga there you go but some kind of core and uh, stretching routine is probably the best thing you can best thing you can do I mean that's kind of what I focus on is a lot of stretching and core work but I've uh, also fallen in love with the the gym so I do a lot of weightlifting stuff as well but I don't do that for golf I kind of just do that for myself but Every time I every time I work out, I it's probably fifty percent weightlifting and fifty percent golf workouts. I do a lot of band work. I do a lot of stretching. I do a ton of core. Um, but then you know I like to hop on the bench press every now and then. I'm not trying to outlift everybody, but you know it's just one of those one of those things you pick up, and I enjoy it. I mean, I go to Gold's Gym out here, and it is the craziest gym I've ever been to never seen so many giant human beings walking around and I've never felt so small in my life when I'm doing my, my golf workouts. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, I mean, that's, that that was unheard of probably 15 years ago. Yeah, pretty much. Once Tiger got into it, uh, a lot of people followed suit and now it's a commonality. I mean, if you don't have a, some sort of fitness regimen or are in good shape. I mean, you're kind of falling behind, whether it's your endurance or strength out of strength and focus out on the course. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was actually a tournament I played in probably like four or five months ago um, in Colorado. And I walked probably on the 14th hole. I started feeling like some fatigue and I'm like, man, I need to start doing some more cardio or something because it was kind of showing that I was getting tired mm-hmm. and um, I don't near, I don't walk nearly as much as I used to in high school and college. I mean, we used to walk every day, <clears throat> but now, you know, you have access to golf carts and you just get a little lazy with that, but you know, just add some cardio in your, your workout routine and builds that right back up. Yeah, most definitely. I hear you. I mean, we, yeah. we started, so when we were, living in Jupiter, we actually both worked out at Joey D golf performance. That's what it's called, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that was a pretty, pretty amazing experience. Like luckily we had an in with one of our buddies who worked there and then we didn't work with Joey D, but we saw him um, train. Like you saw him, I saw Lexi in there all the time. Uh, Then Dustin, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka. I forget who else would come in, but like just all those guys would be in there just hanging out and 
working with Joey and who was the other guy that was there? Other uh, big guy, Colby. Yeah, Colby, the stable. <laughs> Saw them working with them, and we worked with with Alex, who I think was pretty pretty amazing when it when it comes to his knowledge and like what he would have us do. Yeah, Pop was cool. I mean, it was cool. He was our age, and uh, yeah, I'm missing. He's a good dude for sure. Yeah, for sure. I see him working out. We'll pull pull him on to one of these episodes in the near future. That'd be cool. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was it was a cool experience, and just seeing like just seeing the guy like the golf specific workouts and how you'd think it wouldn't be that hard, but man. He kicked my ass sometimes. <laughs> I mean, and you know, you added you added weightlifting along with um, flexibility, mobility stuff, and cardio, and I don't know, man. That like doing that, I would do that probably twice a week, but that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was a fun time. Uh, learned a lot too. I still. I got a TRX because of that. I mean, I remember doing so many of those TRX single leg squats and <laughs> jumping on box jumps up onto those. Oh, man. Yaks once. Yeah. Just once. Yeah, that was, <clears throat> that was, that was a good time. I mean, they do, they do some good work down there. I mean, it's Jupiter, Florida, so. They get all the they get all the golfers down there. I think that having a personal trainer like Alex Pop for us, me in particular, has helped me like deepen my fitness routines and out my my workouts and whatnot. Um, kind of, un- I'm able to do it on my own, but at the same time, like it's great to have someone there that you can kind of learn as to why you're doing this movement or this exercise how it benefits your body and your golf swing and what exactly is going on biomechanically i think that's so huge instead of just going in there going in there and just pumping iron at a gym just trying to do curls and no i'm not i'm not dissing you at all but (laughs) You know, like the, I just saw you looking at me. Madness. So I, no, I you saw no, me you're right, you. you're right. <laughs> Make eye contact with you. Yeah, it just I just saw you looking at me. I'm like, all right, don't look up, don't look up. <laughs> no, I 100, I 100 percent agree, and yeah, I mean, like the the assessments they put they put you through and. Like, like they weren't just having you come in and doing the same thing everyone else is doing. Everything was so specific towards you. And I still, I still do a lot of the stuff that Alex would tell me to do with, uh, especially with those little, uh, those little slide things with the oh, hip mobility. Yeah. And yeah, the, I mean, like it, that's, that stuff's so beneficial, especially if you know, like getting someone who knows what they're talking about and knows exactly what you need to do it. It can, it can really change change your game and you know your longevity of of like your back and like you know all that stuff. Of course. I mean, what I felt like yeah, it's it's very important to the game now. I mean, not many people know that. A lot of people I talk to out here, they're like, "What do you do? Just like work out your arms because you're swinging?" I'm like, "Um, no, you don't. <laughs> it's not what you work out." I'd say arms are like the last priority, or not the. Well, one of the latter priorities, rather. <clears throat> I don't know. So I would core say core and legs, the first core, first. core legs, and and I would say some back, but I guess that kind of ties in with core. I don't know. I, I I've never heard of anyone saying like, yeah, golfer needs to do some curls and pull downs. Like no one, n- no trainer has ever told me that. I mean, it, when I moved out here, I started working out with a guy named Aaron Porter, and he does he specializes in like fascial stretching and and Pilates and that, that helped a lot. Like Mm -hmm. the Pilates thing. I've never, I never, I've never thought about doing Pilates. I didn't even know how to say the word when I would see the gym. I'd be like, what the hell is pilot? Yeah. What's a, what's a (laughs) pilot. But when he started having me do stuff like that, I'm like, 
I felt I felt good, man. Like it was it was solid. But working out like going like going to a gym like Joey D and seeing all those big names and seeing what they're doing and you're kind of doing the same thing like they're they're trying to do. It's pretty cool. I mean, I know you saw a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um some people that looked like you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, who's that? <laughs> Brooks Kafka. So um throwback story. Uh, this was actually the day that Brooks Kepka brought the U.S. Open trophy into the workout center after I, he won the one in 2017 at Aaron Hills. So, I, yeah, me and you had been down there for about a month now. Well, you've been living down there full time, but I've been down there for almost a month. And I'm finishing up a workout with Alex Pop. And he's stretching me out on the table and in walks this guy who I think is Mike Wolf. And he's he's wearing these compression leggings, as am I. Um, I. I like wearing them because I feel like they constrict your legs and help. Uh, anyways, I'm not going to get into detail about that. Um, <laughs> Mike, you don't like him or you didn't like him back in the day. Do you still? I don't understand them. Just wear, just wear compression shorts. They okay, don't need to be longer fair, than that, unless fair, it's cold. Fair enough. And we're in Florida anyway. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Anyways, this guy's wearing compression leggings into the gym, and he hops on the bike. And I yell over. I say, "Hey, I thought you didn't like to wear those." And looks up <laughs> and nonchalantly just looks back down at the ground and starts pedaling away on his bike and I'm like thinking to myself like what the heck Mike just like totally ignored me and I look up at Alex I'm like is this guy serious like in disbelief and then I I look back over and I go oi buddy in my Australian accent and I get this laser vision going right at me. And I finally realize, oh shit, it's Brooks Kepka. And so all I can say is, wow, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> and I just went about getting stretched out and exited the room in a timely manner because uh, you didn't want to poke that bear, you know. So, yeah, I can say that I chirped Brooks Kepka, so that's nice. Yeah, and you, and you thought he was me. I don't know if, if I should take that as a compliment or or what, but I mean, I was laying that's funny. down, so my depth perception was a little <laughs> bit off, so my vision we don't, was not bad. But we don't need yeah. to hear your excuses. You work out. He works out, and you both like kind of look ish. Kind of similar from a distance. He's he's a little thicker than I am, but now <clears throat> yeah, now he is drinking a couple of those Mickey's. Yeah, those Mickey Ultras aren't making him look thin. Let's yeah, say that. You're, you're um, more of a White Claw guy, right? No, nah, I'm a I'm a Corona guy. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, just living living out there in general and seeing basically every time I would go out in Jupiter, any guy you'd meet, I feel like would just be a professional golfer. Did you get that vibe? Uh, the crowd we were hanging out with was very likely you were here to meet a professional golfer. Yeah. Um, Go out to like Square Grouper or Guanabanas or even downtown like Clematis Street. I feel like any guy I met. There's going to be a golfer there. Was a, yeah. either into real estate or he played professional golf. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird, especially especially in Jupiter. And did you ever go to uh, those Abacoa food truck event things that they had? I think we went once. Yeah, I mean, I would go. I think I went. They only happened once a month, but it was like the second Friday of every month or first Friday, something like that. But every guy there, everyone was in a golf shirt and shorts. It was like a uniform. Well, that's just the Florida. That's the Florida national attire. 
uniform. <laughs> that's true. That's true too. Everyone's playing golf. If you go down there, you're either boating, playing golf, or going to the beach, or working out. Yeah, or working out. I guess. <laughs> oh well, what uh, what else you want to talk about tonight? Any other? <clears throat> we we covered everything we wanted to. Growth of golf, our influences, and that. Um, just personally and also socially, socioeconomically, I guess. Um, I guess it can be story time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a story for us? I do. I do. I got a kind of a cool story today. So making an honest dollar caddy in this afternoon. And uh, <laughs> just so happened to get the bag of one named Bob Ford, who a little background behind this man Um He's just retired from the position of director of golf at Oakmont Country Club in Pittsburgh and uh, Seminole Golf Club in Jupiter, Florida. Um, probably one of the best in Florida, if not the country, as is Oakmont. Uh, many U.S. Opens held there. But um, anyways, Mr. Ford uh, comes to the 18th fairway, has 182, pulls out his 7-wood and holds it to finish the, his round and tie the match that we had going on with uh, two others in his group. And, uh, yeah, looks like they got to settle it tomorrow morning. But, yeah, uh, everyone was out behind the clubhouse watching, so we didn't even, didn't even know it went in until people started running onto the green and with their hands up and whatnot. So it was really cool, really cool. Damn. It's pretty sick when everyone's watching you. Yeah, it's a living legend right now. By the way, those two golf courses are probably the two as a combo, probably the two best golf courses you're gonna be a head pro at or director of golf at. That's a pretty pretty sick job. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't even know how you get that job. Well, uh Somebody briefed me on his history is that he was one of the pioneers for merchandising golf attire as in uh, putting a logo on. So what I do with Dreamcatcher Golf uh, collaborations, in a sense, he started that with Oakmont and Seminole, putting it on a hat and polos and just marketing the clubs in that manner and it just kind of took off over the years in the golf industry and the golf business and it's just kind of cool where it is now i mean all these golf clubs have these cool logos and trademarks behind them now and it just kind of gives gives golf and those clubs just that extra touch you know it's a cherry on top yeah, for sure. I mean, that's – I had no idea. I didn't even think about how that would even start. But, yeah, I mean, Oakmont's one of the famous, most famous golf courses in the world with, you know, all the U.S. Open history. But I don't know if you've ever played it, but I've, I've played it a bunch. <clears throat> and it's probably the hardest golf course I've ever played by far. I've heard I mean, the greens are ridiculously fast. They have to slow them down for the U.S. Open. Yeah. So, like, members, first of all, like, members at, like, a country club have so much confidence in their golf course, especially at Oakmont. Like, they, they'll walk around the U.S. Open and just tell people, like, yeah, this isn't even as fast as they get. Like, they're rolling the greens. It's it's kind of funny. But, like, when I was there, it was in, in June, like, 20, 2013, maybe. Man, that was a while ago. Anyway, um, it was raining the whole week before, so the rough was so thick, and then you know it dried out, and they started cutting the greens again. If you miss the fairway, you're chipping out. You're chipping it back into the fairway, and then when you hit the green, like you have to hit the right spot of the green, otherwise you're going to have a thirty or forty footer, and you're tapping those putts. And if it's anything's downhill, it's it's gone. It, it's probably the most fair, but also hardest golf course I've ever played. 
I mean, how many golf courses are like hard because they're just gimmicky? Either the greens are just wild or the, the, the course just has some like weird kinks to it, but it, it was one of the cooler experiences I've had. And I had, I had to, I met Bob when I was up there as well. So <clears throat> it was pretty cool. He's a cool guy as well. Like very down to earth. Not, not like a lot of the golf world, but mm-hmm. he's very, he's very cool. Very nice guy. It's crazy. He's retired now. I mean, I know he's getting up there in age, but. But man, oh, that's... guys like that never retire. They just find something else to do. Oh yeah, I mean he's just going to be playing golf a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, lots of golf. I was Go asking him a little bit what what he was going to do with his time. It's kind of like getting to know him a little bit more and what is what was next for mm-hmm. him. And um, I'm not going to disclose anything because that's personal <laughs> for between him and I, but. Um, yeah, yeah, player, player, some, player, caddy, confidential, confidentiality. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. There, that exists. <laughs> yeah, you're like the therapist out there. Yes. Damn, Every, that's sick, though. Yeah, it was cool. Really cool. Had a great time with them, and uh, get to do it again tomorrow. Fortunately, tomorrow morning, and then I'm out to. Getting back on the ground myself. Nice. Pittsburgh. That's one of one. Pittsburgh's finest. Lots of good golf courses in Pittsburgh, too. Lots of good hey, golf courses everywhere, man. I just the oh, we can get into like landscape and architecture and the beauty of golf courses and whatnot another time, but well, that's something I'm really passionate about, I will say. It's one I reason why I'm in Pinehurst. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was going to ask you. I'm not much into the whole golf course thing. Like, I'm just give me some decent grass and good greens, and I'm 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 there. But I was going to ask you, what, what's your favorite golf course that you've played? Oh. I got sentiment for like the courses that I'm connected with. Right now, the first course that comes to mind is Dogwood. It's what I want to play. And then at Dogwood at CCNC. And then like Dormy, I got a I got a huge crush on Dormy Club right now just because I'm out there <laughs> so much and how pure the course is looking and the the leaves changing colors this time of year with it being fall now. I mean, everything about that course is magnificent this time of year. Um Clovernook, I mean, that's where I cut my teeth. I can't ever, can't ever go away from that. But just this whole Pinehurst area, I mean, I, there's so many in my top five, my top ten in this just one little spot. Um, yeah, I need to still get out and play more, but I don't think <clears throat> very many will will drop or or lose position over the more golf courses I play over time that are great. Um. Number two as well. That's always a great go-to. I mean, I haven't played it in a year, but it's uh, it's such a fabulous golf course, and and just architecturally from the mastermind of Donald Ross, the fact all the history behind it, kind of like Oakmont, and that his house is on the third green out there, and how he would just sit out back and just get fucked up at night and just. <laughs> Be like, I want to change the third green to this. I want to, I want to make a drop off here, and he would just sit there and just think about what he wanted to do to the golf course. Well, he would just drink his scotch. I mean, just that's just so cool to me. Um, but yeah, just it's good, good little spot here in Pinehurst. But right now, I gotta go with Dogwood, even though I went off on that little tangent. No, that's great. It's funny. It's funny to to hear that because, you know, a lot of people think that all I want to, since I play, like I'm just grinding on golf every day and and playing golf all the time. People think I'm like, like all I want to do is talk about golf, but I'm like such a, I'm like not like a golf nerd in that, not saying like nerds, like a bad way to describe it, but I'm just not like into all the intricacies of golf. I'm like more of a, uh, simple guy like just 
give me a good range, some good practice facilities, decent golf course. But, but I'm kind of with you on the, the courses that kind of brought me up. Like Heritage Club was one of my favorite golf courses. I mean, growing up around there was pretty incredible in Cincinnati. And then, um, honestly, Iron Horse in West Palm Beach, I've heard the place has gone to shit now, which kind of sucks, but I love that golf course. Like being able to play there every yeah, day. That was fun. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty cool spot to play. And um I yeah, I mean there's places in Naples like Taos Park is way up there. I don't know if you got to play play there when you lived over in Naples, but that place was pretty special. Yeah, I did. Um, that's, that's cool. Yeah, Calusa Pines. There. I didn't even throw that in there too. Calusa Pines is God, I, I miss that place a lot. That's such a beautiful course, too. Yeah. I mean, for me, though, like, the course I practice at, it's not that great. It's pretty short and very, uh, like, it's like target golf. Like, just hit the fairway, hit the green, you know. So, I have to get pretty creative to have a good time out there. But facilities are fine. Um, like, I just, as long, as long as I have decent grass, good greens, I know I've said that, like, three times now, but... <laughs> It's I'm very all, simple when it comes to golf. That's all mini tour pros really want, and those are the well, yeah, because we also them. play goat tracks on some courses. Like it's right. it's kind of like if you want to bring it back to fashion, like I wear a solid shirt and solid short or shorts or pants, so I don't really go crazy with the golf attire. Like I just started wearing a flat bill, and even that's still kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. So. I'm very, you know, very, very simple guy over here. So just give me a good gym, decent golf course, and I'm in. <laughs> I will say this has kind of been lingering in the back of my head um, ever since I started talking about the golf, like golf course and how I got all passionate about it. People talk to me about golf and can bore me to death about, like, what my swing speed is or what my carry is with my driver anything like that or how far I hit the golf ball. But if you want to keep me intrigued and, and like engaged in the conversation, talk to me about a golf course and like the layout, even if it's just something simple, like, like a goat track, like I find enjoyment in like the design of that. Like there've been great golf courses I've been played that have been in terrible shape. And dormy club has been an example of that before. And I mean, they're under new ownership and have resurrected and become something bigger and better. And now they're this immaculate place. And, but before then, like there was, it was just a diamond in the rough on just this great piece of land. And you can, you can find beauty on a mountainside, on a cliff side, ocean side, or even just in, in a forest or in an open field. I mean, it's just cool, and there's other way. There's just so many ways that people can be engaged in golf too. Just to kind of grow, throw it back to the whole growth of the game, um, whether it's swing speed. Like I got buddies who are buddies, and like someone like Bryson DeChambeau, who's like all about the numbers and the mechanics and like how to make the ball go far. Like, but that doesn't quite do it for me. I mean, sometimes I like to talk about like the intricacies of a, a, a green complex, you know, just something like that. But it's cool. Yeah, I feel There's that. So many different angles and different different branches of golf. And it's just great that that tree's growing. Bang, bang. <laughs> How'd you like that metaphor? Wow. Boom! <laughs> wow. I think I think you need to pass me that joint you're smoking over there because that was wild. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I gotta let that digest. Um, the different uh, aspects of golf, like some people are so into the fashion, some people are so into the architecture, some people are so into the numbers and and uh, the mechanics of golf. I mean, I could talk. For me, I could talk about the golf swing, like like position wise or mechanics wise, all day. But as a player, I don't That's, work on love any that. of that. Like I, but like for me, I, I don't even like, like I don't really work on my swing. I just kind of, I just try to hit golf shots. I'm more of like a, I'm very feel oriented. I, I used to be, 
all into mechanics, but the last like year I've kind of just let that go because it's not really, it's not really how I play well, but it, it's, but I can talk about it all day, but I'm more like a feel guy and I'm not a numbers guy. Like you can keep your track, man. Like I'm, I'm all set. Like I'm just going to hit some golf shots today, you know, but, I, but I enjoy talking about it. I think I'm the opposite of you. Like the architecture and stuff kind of bores me. It's like, all right, man, yeah, it's a good golf course. Like, I get it. It's beautiful. It it looks great. Um, I'd love to play courses like Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines. And, um, I mean, dor- like, to bring it back to Dormy Club, we might as well have them pay us for talking about them so much. But <clears throat> that's one of the coolest golf courses I've ever played. And I think it's – I don't think it's because of the – I mean, a lot of little bits about the layout. But the feeling that you get when you feel like you're the only person on the golf course – is probably the best feeling in the world. Like you're just separated from everything else. Like, I don't know if like you're a, a music guy when you play, but like, I love listening to music while I play, play and practice golf. Like I love it. And just to get like, to feel like that feeling of you're the only one out there is the coolest feeling. Right. So I don't even know where that rant came from, but, but that was, uh, it's pretty cool <laughs> knowing what, what, what gets you going about golf and how it relates to me. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, and I'll tell you what, I mean, it's funny because maybe one time that will switch for both of us too. You never know. It's funny. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it's already, it's just, like I said, like I was, I was big into mechanics and, and now I'm not at all. Um, but I can talk about it all day. I feel, I mean, I've spent hours on YouTube and Instagram and wherever you can find the golf channel growing up, wherever you can find your swing knowledge is is pretty cool. But I mean, it's just about how you apply it, I guess. Yep. Is that it? You got anything else? Uh, It's bedtime for me, boys and girls. So (laughs) yeah, it's almost 1030 over there. We'll be back next week. I have an event I'm playing in on Monday. So we might have to do this possibly Tuesday if you're down. I have an event Tuesday. <laughs> RSM qualifier, so good oh, luck fuck. to you. Well, good luck to you. I mean, I'm just playing in a charity event. but uh, let's, do nothing... a, let's do a Tuesday night. I'll either be, I'll either be driving home or in state in St. Simons. We can do it later. So let's plan on Tuesday night. All right. Works for me, man. All right, brother. All right. Thanks for listening. Dave, have a good one. You too, Mike, as is everyone else. As everyone else, have a good day or a good night. All right. Talk to you later, man. See ya.